Welcome to the podcast where you talk about everything hidden in the shadows. This is Megan, and on this episode, it's only Megan. So this episode is definitely an impromptu episode. Uh, I have actually been asked quite frequently over the last year, year and a half, to make a episode or to do an episode just of me kind of going through my abilities and how I've coped with it over the years and embracing it and how I approach investigations and ways I protect myself, any tips and tricks I've learned, all of that good stuff. Um, we kind of get quite quite a bit of messages about abilities, about people wanting to embrace it. And it's such a big concept to fit in one Instagram message, especially because I thrive on writing novels back. Anybody that messages me knows that. Um, and it's it's hard to get across such a big topic in just one message. A lot of the times I end up having to audio message because it's the the topic is endless. Um, but like I said, a lot of people kind of wanted me to do a version of Isaac's Shadow Walker series. So in this episode, hopefully I can give you guys a ton of information and uh, some insight into my life living with uh, abilities and being sensitive to the other side and empathic and how I kind of cope with feeling so much energy. I've learned a lot since embracing my abilities, so I have a lot to share with you. Hopefully I can keep it 30 minutes to an hour, but uh, just a little bit of an update. So Cropsy was actually supposed to come out uh, when this episode is coming out, but I... I got this big urge to do the episode and I had been saying over the last year that I was going to wait until I got that itch. So I got that itch. So I'm scratching. (laughs) Okay. I don't have Isaac here to tone me down. So I'm just going to small disclaimer. I'm going to apologize for any weird things that I say because that's me naturally. Isaac normally tones me down. He's like, you're weird. Stop it. You know, so yes. Okay, so we're just going to dive in. So we, so like I said, um, I actually wrote down a whole bunch of questions that frequently get asked. So hopefully along the episode, I can answer these in a more descriptive and detailed way. Yeah, so the first question that I get asked quite frequently is, when did your ability start? So anybody that listens to the podcast episodes frequently know that I have pretty much lived my whole life with abilities, but in terms of embracing them, I didn't really, I didn't really fully embrace them until I pretty much started the podcast. I kind of came to this cross path in my life where I was like, even though I was trying my hardest, trying my hardest to not, um, have, have to deal with this. I just felt like, you know, I want to deal with adulthood, motherhood without, like the paranormal, but it was just something that was so present in my life. And I was having experiences regardless of what I was doing. I just was like, maybe I'll have more control if I fully embrace it. And um, before we actually started the podcast, I did a little bit of research and started diving into just like other psychics and what they've experienced. And then I was like, you know what? I can do this. So I made kind of like a commitment when I started the podcast. I was like, I'm going to Tell my journey along the way, you know, as we cover crazy topics like, you know, the Bermuda Triangle and the Denver Airport conspiracy theory and 
also share some of our own experiences that I was going to definitely tie in my own experiences of embracing and my journey of embracing. And I can't tell you the leaps and bounds from the first podcast episode till now on in terms of what I've learned about myself, what I've learned about my abilities. Um, And in the end, I'm truly happy that I did that. I feel like I have a way more control. I'm able to help people more so now than before. It was just kind of like these people were like knocking on my door saying like, hey, we need some help on the other side. And I was just kind of like, I'm not answering the door. Like, leave me alone. And it ended up being bad for the other, the people on the other side and and people and myself. So embracing it was definitely important. And like I said before, and on other uh, podcast episodes, my abilities are actually generational, which is kind of cool when I think about it. And I go back and think about it like, dang, my family line, you know, this is part of my lineage. My mom has abilities. My grandmother has abilities, but they don't embrace it. They've only recently, since I've embraced mine, that they started embracing theirs, which is which is kind of cool. As I start kind of diving into my childhood with you guys, I'll, I'll share with you guys kind of like my mom's ideas of how she kind of went about and kind of even the con- the the comparing differences between how I'm approaching killing and having abilities, our son, and how my mom approached me and the difference and how I feel like it's it's going. Um, so like I said, when I was a kid, um, I would see shadow figures. I would see good, dark. I, I would see just like everything, like hear whispering. I would see things move without a cord. Like I would, I would see, I would see, just see stuff move. Um, a lot of things came to me like when I was falling asleep, which is still accurate to this day. It still happens that way. My mom was definitely one of those people that tried to get me to <laughs> tried to get me to sleep in my own room, but I would always end up running into my mom's room in the middle of the night because I would see something or someone would be talking to me, and I feel like my mom truly did not know what to do because she was scared of her own stuff, and yet. I'm coming in there like, hey, there's a man in my room, mom. I don't know who it is. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like it, it. And as a mom, I know like it's scary uh, when your kid comes and says like, hey, there's something scary. And one thing I definitely want to talk about in terms of like kids in the paranormal. And I think I brushed on this on the actual kids in the paranormal episode is that I feel like kids or I have this theory that kids kind of start out where they because you know that concept where they say like kids see things regardless and I and I and I believe that but if they have abilities you know I I mean I believe kids can have abilities as well like psychic abilities so I have this theory that I don't even know if it's an actual thing this is I say that I came up with it but I or not I came up with it but I think of it but I don't know if it's actually something written down or actually proven or tested but I feel like kids, sorry, there was something, okay. Kids um, see things and they don't really have that element of fear yet. So they're really young. They haven't quite conceptualized like ideas and that kind of like viewpoint of good and, and evil. They've kind of just seen things and they just associated as being there. 
And then it's like you start moving into, okay, this is what a monster looks like. You know, they start getting introduced to kind of like scarier things and they kind of go, oh, you know, that's scary. And they start moving into a little bit of an element of fear. And then they start having bigger ideas and bigger concepts of the world. And and then it starts morphing into more of a fear thing where like, oh my gosh, what I'm seeing, I'm not supposed to be seeing. Like, why am I seeing this? They start getting like that, that anxiety feeling of like, okay, this is not, this is not right. This is weird. And I, I mean, I felt it as a kid. My memories as a kid are so vivid that I could recall a lot of that stuff. So, and I see it a lot in my son currently. I truly believe that he has abilities as well. And I have definitely seen it over the last like year um, of him kind of go from just seeing things. You could see him like interacting with something that's not there and having abilities myself. I'm able to say, okay, something's there, you know, Um, and I could see him interacting with it. And then now I would say within the last like couple months, he has started saying, hey, I need the light on. Hey, I don't like going in the dark. It scares me. Um, you know, throws the cover of his head, just like I did as a kid. Um, he started telling me about like monsters that he sees frequently and things like that. And so as a kid, when you start seeing that stuff, it's hard because, um, if you have a parent that doesn't understand, you know, just says, oh, it's your imagination. It's hard to move past it and you start getting a fear for the paranormal, a fear for your ability. And then it can go all the way through to adulthood. And that's what happened with me. So, uh, like I said, I've talked about a lot of these stories, um, on other episodes. So if you want to hear more in-depth stories, uh, make sure to check out my ghost stories, part one, two, and three, I believe. And then Kids in the paranormal, I talk a lot about it. Uh, As a kid, I would see things. Uh, One obvious thing that I always talk about is like I had an experience with the hat man as a kid, the typical brim-hatted shadow entity that a lot of people have seen around the world. I've seen him. I've seen uh, this little girl that would sit on my bed and tell me over and over again how she died. And at that point... Like, I felt that the fear element, like when I was seeing the whole hat man and I felt the fear element, but it wasn't, it wasn't, I was still like, okay to talk to them. It wasn't until a little bit later, I had to be like maybe five years old. And it wasn't until like, maybe I was seven, eight, maybe even nine that I started, I started getting like, hey, I don't like it. You know, it's like when you start getting the chills and stuff like that. So with my mom, I, you know, when we would move place to place, my mom was my mom and dad always, they were always moving. So always a new place to kind of adapt. I never had like a steady place where I could feel things out. Like I, it was always somewhere different. So I was always feeling new energies, new spirits, that kind of thing. I think the worst thing with abilities is that, especially when you have them as a kid, is that moment that you, you know, you see something and you run to your parents' bedroom and you're like, mom, 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 wake up. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. There's something in my room. And they go, oh, it's just your imagination. Go back to sleep. It's okay. Don't worry about it. That is the worst feeling in the world. Worst. But at the same time, I don't per se blame the parents because especially if they don't have abilities and they can't see and they don't know 
it's hard. For me, I learned to cope with it by hiding under the covers and, and the blankets. And sometimes I'd squeeze my eyes closed so tight, you know, that I wouldn't see anything. But then I'd start feeling things like a lot. You know, think about it. When I was a kid, I would get touched, like physically touched by spirits a lot. And I was not a fan of it. <laughs> um, as a teenager, I would see a lot of things. The biggest problem, I think, as a teenager, like, it wasn't even the paranormal aspect of having abilities. It was the empathicness, I think. So I, I could say that I, I'm definitely empathic. Um, I feel people's energy really quick, especially some of my strongest abilities source in the present versus, you know, going to the other side. Like, I can go to the other side and, and see and feel and hear and all that stuff. But when it comes to present people, like getting impressions of people, if their intent is good or bad, picking up on people currently remote viewing in the present, like those abilities are really, really strong with me. So when I go to a place where there's a lot of people, it it is a lot. And one of those places was school for me. Uh, I got bullied a lot. I mean, it would just, I mean, random people would just go after me for no reason. And so school was very, very hard for me. And I really just, I was at a point where I'd have to go eight hours to a place where I would feel everybody's energy. It was to a point where I would have to run to the bathroom and stay in the bathroom for multiple periods of class because I just couldn't take it. And I begged my mom to homeschool me, but she didn't quite understand the whole feeling and all that stuff. So um, that ended up not happening. Plus homeschooling wasn't like how it was, how it is now where tons of resources and stuff like that. As a kid, it's funny because I look back at memories and my mom and how she would cope with her abilities. You know, as a kid, I didn't, I didn't quite understand, but now as a mom myself and as an adult, I realized that she herself was trying to cope with her abilities and didn't know how. Um, one thing she would do, and I always laugh and we always joke with her about it, but she would always get the feeling that somebody was breaking in. Somebody was breaking into the house and oh, that's what she would cough it up to be. It, would, it was more than likely paranormal activity. But she would cough it up as like, oh, my God, someone's breaking into the house. And to deal with her fear, I feel like she felt because she was a mom, she couldn't have that fear. So she would do random things, random things to kind of cover it up. Like we had this beach house um, we lived in. Oh, it's not. We didn't own it. It was a rented unit townhouse thing. And it definitely had a lot of activity, definitely weird, just weird vibes, not anything super bad, but like just weird. And it was like a constant flow of energy in there. It was to a point where she was waking up at three o'clock every night, every night. And of course, I was never asleep. A lot of the times when I was a kid too, I would sleep during the day, stay up at night, which is a lot of what my son does. And uh, she would get me up. It was it had to be like between four and five and it was enough time for us to like get ready and she would wake us up and she would be go she would go, Um, I'm hearing things. I don't think being in the house is safe right now. Uh why don't we 
why don't we why don't we go to the beach walk to the because it was literally down the street and we'll watch the sunrise come up and she would do that repeatedly and repeatedly um and then we lived in another location where uh, we didn't have the beach. So she would wake me up in the middle of the night to make scrambled eggs. She would say, Megan, um, I got this weird feeling. I can't go to sleep. You think you could come with me and we'll make, I'll make you breakfast. And it was like three in the morning. And she would do these things to cover up her fear. And when I think back to that, and that's one thing I had a, a long kind of like conversation with myself when I, we started the podcast and I truly came to the cross path of, am I going to embrace this or not? That was what made me kind of say, yeah, because if my son has abilities, I don't want to have to make scrambled eggs at three in the morning just to feel safe. Like it's my house. I should feel safe. And so that's when I started, um, saying, you know what, I'm going to embrace it, not just for me, but for my son, for my future, for future generations of of kids, for my grandkids, if my grandkids have abilities. And then I thought too, well, hey, if I have the opportunity to share this with people, I want people to understand that, yes, the paranormal has a dark side and it's, it's not fun. And I've seen stuff that's, it really makes you question what the heck is going on. Um, but the fact that I embraced my ability, which I'm going to say this first, protection, protection, protection. You don't want to start embracing your abilities without protection and meditation. And that's to me always the first two steps I tell people. You have to get your meditation down because you're not going to get clear messages when your your mind is going all over the place. And then obviously protection because you want to keep the darker things away or at least at bay you don't want them kind of like tiptoeing and i noticed like when you first start tiptoeing in there yeah you do have some things that kind of kind of start tiptoeing like hey she's digging into her abilities let me see what i can mess up with her you know so it is important in protection and and find what protection resonates with you and that's another thing anybody that's listening that wants to embrace their abilities always do what resonates with you don't don't have somebody tell you what you should be doing. That's your journey. That's your abilities. You know, research and asking people and asking for advice is extremely important. That's how I learned what I've learned over the last year, two years. Um, definitely getting mentors, but doing what's right for you. Like what's right for me as a psychic in terms of protection might be different from somebody else or Mike, who I consider a mentor on our team, on our paranormal team, I get a lot of advice from him. He's been dealing with abilities for a very long time. He had near-death experiences, so he's been to the other side. He knows a lot. He has a lot of great insight. His protection might be a little bit different than mine. Everybody has their own kind of thing that makes them feel safe. And the most important protection against anything dark is... Having faith in your protection, having faith in yourself to protect and having faith in your instruments to protect you, tools, which it might be um, 
some people it's protection ruins. Some people they might find safety in, in salting their house. They might find safety in religious symbols. They might find Michael medallions, Archangel Michael medallions, and different archangels and stuff like that. You know, depending on your religion, there's no right or wrong way to protect yourself just as long as you're doing it. That's what I interpret from everything that I've learned. But yeah, so that's kind of what got me on on the path. It's kind of answered two questions in one, but kind of got me on the path to embracing my abilities. And because I didn't want to be scared anymore. I mean, I was a grown adult hiding under the covers from stuff. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I definitely wanted to be able to protect my son if, you know, he was going through anything or any of that. So, yeah. So that was a long answer. I'm sorry <laughs> to that question. And I kind of answered two questions in one. But um, another question that I get asked a lot is when it comes to investigating, how do you protect yourself? So for me, again, this is this is personal to me, but I, um, I, I do have a lot of crystals that I wear. Uh, during the winter time, it sounds so funny, but I actually keep crystals in my boots that I wear. Um, on investigation, I have little pockets in my boots and I keep grounding crystals in my boot pocket. Um, it's one of those ones that has like the side pocket inside of the boot and I keep grounding crystals. Um, I do, I have protection oils that I put on my, uh, wrist that felt right. So I put it on my wrist. Protecting wise too, I always make sure uh, to cleanse myself before an investigation and after. I think that is important because I mean, anybody can, any, anybody can get things attached and we're lucky that we have Isaac with his ability to be able to remove things quick. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky to have him in the, in the house, but at the same time, you want to make sure you yourself is protected and uh, I do wear a kind of hu huge tourmaline piece. Uh, tourmaline has never steered me wrong. So I always take tourmaline with me. Occasionally we'll wear a Archangel Michael medallion. Um, I've also kind of learned a little bit. Uh, ruins, at the, especially at the very beginning, uh, resonated a lot with me. So I actually sometimes apply protection ruins to myself. To, to wear on myself. So that helps me out. I feel like too, another thing is being, being confident in my abilities and being confident in setting my boundaries, you know, at investigations. Like I don't want, you know, good or evil. If you start pressing my energy, my aura bad, I, I will push you back. You know, I know, you know, you go to these locations and sometimes even the good spirits will come up on you because obviously they want their story told or they need help. And I get that. But at the same time, you have to protect yourself. So that's kind of how I do it. Um, I do say prayers before and after. And like I said, like I, I try for the most part to tell them like, hey, you know, when I leave a location, don't follow me home. I think only on occasion I've had one or two uh things that have kind of like trailed with me home I, you know i always say before and after i don't want anything attached to me so anything you know they don't have the i don't want you to attach to me like stay off my energy you know like stand back that's just how i operate like i said other psychics my my agree disagree but that's kind of like mine and and 
for those listening that want protection, make sure to do what resonates with you. And you'll know when it resonates with you because it's like almost like a butterfly feeling when something seems like it's it's fitting. And so make sure you kind of go off of that if you're trying to find protection and and go. Like I said, salting with protection herbs and stuff like that is really significant to me. I like using salt to cleanse the house. Another question that I get asked a lot is, do I ever get overwhelmed by energy? And the answer is yes. So when we didn't start paranormal investigating until we started the podcast in 2020, like July, and we didn't actually start investigating till March of 2021. And that was when I fully kind of got the con. Like we would have stuff come to the house, but it was only when I started paranormal investigating, I really started understanding how much energy can be at a location. I don't, I don't get so much overwhelmed anymore. I've kind of created my own little way of kind of organizing the energy. So like when I go to a location, um, I do do a little bit of a pushback if, if I'm getting bombarded. Um, cause me, I found out when I'm having too much, too many things channel through, I get, it sounds so weird, but I get like, it feels like my back is going to break. Like it's, it's definitely a lot of pressure on my back. And then there's another feeling that's similar to that, that I get when I'm getting psychically attacked, which is a whole nother nutshell. Maybe I can do a part two where I go into like good and bad things that happen at locations, I guess. But emotionally, sometimes I get overloaded in terms of, you know, depending on how an entity wants to get their message across. Sometimes it's they will actually show you and make you feel what they felt. And uh, there was at a most recent location that we investigated, there was a guy that he just, he was overworked. He was, um, he, he was a slave and he, uh, it was a horrible feeling and it was not a fun feeling to feel. And I felt that the entire time we were there, like from beginning to end, it just felt, um, I felt like I had really bad, like, sun blisters I guess you could call them or like open wounds too on my back it was just it was really really bad and that is one part of my ability that happens sometimes that happens I don't get that all the time but sometimes I'll get where a spirit will kind of like channel me and make me feel what they felt uh sometimes I'll get where they just they just straight up tell me like answers and stuff like that to questions or um, my guides kind of will chime in and talk to them and then like relay the message. There was only one time Isaac was pulling at a location and it was very dark in the lower area of the location. And I had this insane idea because I, 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 I don't know what I was anticipating doing with this, but I basically put my hand on Isaac, which was the receiving hand because right is normally f- for anybody that like that's aside from Isaac's ability that deals with like energy with their hands. The right is normally receiving and the left is like pushing out from what I've been told. And so I put my hand on him and I could feel not only the energy that he was pulling, but the energy of every, like it was 
everything. Like I could feel like everything just lifting and, and stuff moving. And it was so much energy. I started crying really bad. Like I was yelling, crying, like it was hyperventilating, like just crying. And I know I, <laughs> I've done it before in front of Isaac, but the other members on the team, I never did it in front of. And they were, they were probably like, whoa, what the heck? Thankfully, I've never had to, I've never done that again. Um, sometimes when I cross spirits, you know, I get a little teary eyed because, uh, obviously that's a good thing. That's a good feeling. And when you feel that it's, it's unlike anything else, you know, you truly are helping somebody. So that's always, uh, in terms of bad, hmm, I've never really, uh, I don't think I, I, I feel like my spirit guides do a pretty good, uh, think of keeping things back. And then two with Isaac being at locations, it's kind of hard to feel the dark stuff. Um, I might like say, Hey, Isaac, you might want to check up above or in the room over there, but, and then he'll be like, Oh yeah, my right hand's charging. Let me pull it. But that's kind of that. Um, so I've never really had where like, I, I hate saying that word cause it sounds very twilighty, but imprinting, like if something is like, starting to kind of like attach to you but hasn't fully attached that's what I get I that's the word I use for is imprinting um because essentially that's what I feel like they do is like you know when something's starting to attach trying to attach to you it's like it's almost like imprinting it's starting to leave its energy to a point where it could fully attach to you or it can just like leave a little bit of its residue on you but I really haven't had that issue oh okay I did have an instance where the case that we did where the the kid was oppressed I couldn't look him in the face I had to turn my back to him consistently and I found with uh any kind of thing with like a real dark like we're talking like borderline demonic attachment it's very chaotic energy like it's like all over the place and that can get overwhelming kind of quick. And like I said, it makes me want to turn my back to the person, which I find that interesting. Like, I don't know if anybody else feels that way when they feel like that kind of energy. Also, I talked about, you know, how school was very overwhelming for me. Grocery stores, very overwhelming. I can't take grocery stores. I I have to do either pickup or... Um, granted, I'm better at it now and I wear a tourmaline with me and I do protect myself. Yeah. Definitely protect yourself if you're going into a, a big population like that. Highly recommend doing that because once I started doing that, I felt a lot better going out. I would get like really bad anxiety amongst a lot of people when I was in a store too long. And so that helped. Have I ever been attacked by anything dark? Yes and no. There was one time when we first started the podcast. I don't know what the subject was. Isaac was an didn't have like his abilities full force yet so he couldn't do anything about it but I remember um because I was obviously embracing everything so it kind of left a little bit of room for stuff to sneak in and I had let down kind of my meditation and protection I wasn't doing it like I, I should have been it was like a busy week and I just wasn't up upkeeping right upkeeping my spiritual energy and forgot what it the subject was that we were talking about it was something dark and I was channeling stuff and I guess the wrong thing got in at the wrong time and I wasn't fully aware like I am now um, and I didn't have as much control as I do now it was like when I when we first started diving into everything 
And um, I, I remember I was sitting down and I started feeling very angry, right? For no reason. And I'm not a very angry person. Like I'm, I'm pretty chill. I'm a pretty chill person. And I started getting angry. And um, I remember Isaac was like, Megan, Megan. And I started laughing. And I don't remember past that. And then Isaac said that I said some weird stuff and things like that. And yeah, that that was pretty much the extent of that kind of stuff. And I know that, that, that that's happened to me before, like when I was younger. But as far as attack, like scratches, and, well, no, yes, I did. There was one time in the Spring Branch house where I think I mentioned it in the last episode, but I was basically like, I was swinging and then the swing snapped and I was like dragged and I had massive bruising. And when I looked into the woods, there was the tall shadow thing with the red eyes. Uh, that was probably the furthest thing I've gotten. As far as scratches, I don't think so. But yeah, so that's kind of the furthest I've done but since like i said since i've protected and i do meditation regularly and i cleanse my energy and protection and all of that stuff i really i mean thankfully isaac too with his ability that helps immensely but i i haven't ever really recently gotten like scratched or or anything like that okay another question uh entities i've seen so i've seen i've seen some crazy ones i've seen uh, a demonic thing that looks like Groot. It's almost like an elemental looking thing, but uh, it's, I guess I could tie this question into remote viewing because um, I get questions about remote viewing and it's probably my strongest thing that I can do in terms with my abilities. Um, so remote viewing is basically when you go technically on the ether. I know when we did astral projection, an astral plane we talked about it was pretty much being able to go on the ether in like a trance state or like a uh, that's that's this is my interpretation of it basically going somewhere being able to see and then coming back and sometimes that might be seeing on the ether or seeing like what like i'm in one room and i could see what isaac's doing in the other um it's getting more and more it used to be like a delayed in time like i i peer into someone's you know like a friend of my like Megan from the team I would peer and see what she's doing and it would be like an hour behind there would be like a lapse in time of what I was seeing that she was doing so I've seen more of the past but um now it's getting where it's like more in real time like if I want to check up on one of my friends my family members I could bam do it um it also helps me when people reach out and they're having problems in their home and it's remote all you got to do is kind of send me a picture to kind of see and then bam i could go there and tell you what's there some other crazy stuff that i've seen is there was some dark activity at someone very close to me their house and when i remote viewed into their house i saw sludge like tar coming from the ceiling in the the rooms that it was the worst i frequently saw i'm getting chills when i'm talking about this because i feel like i'm not supposed to talk about it but i'm going for it <laughs> um i used to see this woman a lot she was in a black victorian dress she had no eyes and her hair up in a bun also seen hags like that that's the best way i can describe it like rotting flesh like very very like 
lengthy bodies, uh, kind of like the ring girl a little bit, uh, long straggly hair. I've seen like those kind of entities and they're more parasitic entities because you have so far I'm, from what I've read and what I've researched, you have like three, you have like demonic, then you have like malicious and like dark, like spirits and then you have more of a parasitic and those are the ones that i feel like the parasitic ones bring on a lot of the depression and just like when you're in a funk like string of bad luck like illness like not feeling good demonic stuff obviously can do it but it's i feel like it's a lot it's, it's literally parasitic um what the word is it just eats at you and eats at you and i feel like hags are like that um, a lot of times they're a company with shadow people. There's even talk that sometimes I, I've I've seen articles uh, talking about like the hat man, the hag and shadow people are all connected kind of. So, so I've seen that. I saw this big black, like amoeba looking. I don't know if it was, I don't know if you've ever seen the SpongeBob episode of the stink bubble, but I think that's what it was called. But that's what he looked like. But it was black and it was like amoeba looking and it was like moving. Um, and it had like the smile of the... I always go cashmere cat, but it's a Cheshire cat. Um, and it had the same teeth, um, which kind of freaks me out about the whole smile movie. It doesn't really look like that great of a horror movie. A lot of jump scares. Sorry, there's some stuff going on in the room. So I'm trying not to tune into it. Um, but yeah, so the smile that you know they keep painting the people to have... I've seen a dark entity that has that same kind of smile. And so that's creepy. I think that's it. I mean, I've seen that I can remember. I've seen like shadow things of all shapes and sizes, you know, dark looking black shadow things with red eyes. Okay. One thing that Isaac took from a location, um, cause the object that he puts everything in, I don't tune into that. Like I don't, I don't. Um, but there was one time where, um, I literally was hearing stuff from the object. I, like, I, I guess I accidentally channeled, which anybody that knows the podcast or hears the podcast regularly knows that I channel a lot and, and I haven't really been able to find a way to just like stop it. And sometimes I channel things that I don't mean to channel and, it was this Salem. It looked like a Salem's Lot vampire, like the vampire from the Salem's Lot. It looked like that guy. Um, so I've seen like all different types, and you know, all all of them gave me different vibes. So I mean, all dark, but different energy. So that is that. So uh, another question is, how did your mom and dad feel? And like I said before, my mom is very. You know, she she found ways to kind of hide her fear from her abilities. Um, She's very, you know, go back to sleep. Um, Some, you know, sometimes she would let me sleep in her room. Um, Always kind of she was like, I knew a part of me believed that she was she believed. And she never made me feel like I was crazy or anything like that. She just. It was like something she didn't want to deal with, which I love my mom. I'm extremely close to my mom. I had a really kind of like interesting childhood. It was never really boring, but I felt like she dealt with a lot in terms of her abilities that she didn't. But yeah, um, my dad, so he, I felt like he's interested in the paranormal. Like he would watch like ghost adventures and, and ghost hunters and stuff like that. But having 
someone that does stuff like the psychic stuff so close to him i don't think he really believes in it he's very a skeptic believer i guess you can call it um he's always trying to find the logical way of things which is this is cool but is he's not my number one choice to go to if i you know if i get messages or anything like that so that was kind of his plus you know my parents they kind of had their own I guess adult problems growing up, so they didn't want to add um, kind of like the psychic stuff with me. And so it was something that kind of I wasn't totally like shunned, but I didn't know how to deal with the fear element. So I kind of just let it sit and kind of like blocked it away. I never really felt like I was crazy or anything like that. I just something I didn't want to deal with at the time. So things that I did that I used as protection as a kid. Funny enough, I actually carried a bottle of holy water with me as a kid. Uh, my grandmother, extremely Catholic, and I one day asked her for holy water. And I was like, can I keep just a vial of it by my bed? And so I would always kind of, there's a point where I would keep like holy water around me just because I felt like that would protect me. Um, like I said, I would put the covers over my head, the blankets. I would, that's another thing is that the time from when I was a kid to now, the most intense periods are also always, even to this day, when I get ready to go to sleep. And I think that's because my mind is finally calm. My mind runs so fast analyzing everything that I've even had some people that have like tried to read me been like hey your mind needs to take a chill pill I'm like yeah tell me about it you know but when I when I you know lay down and I finally relax and I have that time it's 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 when just a lot of stuff comes and and stuff so the I would get when I when I would lay down as a kid I would start getting kind of like intrusive thoughts like I would start seeing like darker things and I I didn't like that so I mean I would try I was to a point where I just I didn't want to stay in the dark I didn't want to have to deal with that I mean we lived in a house one time where and I talked about in the spring branch house the worst of the worst uh, where the closet door would open up from the inside and I'd see the the handle rattling and so I would put um set of books I literally would try and find any way to kind of like prevent anything from happening a time too where I think my mom finally understood hey like she she tells me now like she always understood that I went through things and I always you know had paranormal stuff happen but the moment that she was like oh my gosh this is this is something more was we were I had to be like 13 no less than that like 12 maybe and we were living in this house and it did have like activity it was the same house where um we saw like encyclopedia heavy books move the the light would miraculously short out in the bathroom I'm not saying it's a hardware issue but you know <laughs> um and the mirror would fog up and weird stuff would be in the mirror like it bizarre you know and i remember i was very rebellious at that time i didn't know what to do i felt like i was i was very enclosed with with what i was feeling and i wasn't really i felt like my voice was really shut off because i was dealing with all the paranormal stuff and then obviously school being bullied and stuff like that and i argued a lot with my mom and my mom and I had gotten in an argument and we were arguing and I was like, you know, like, I hate this place, you know, <laughs> like, 
I, you know, like a typical teenage argument. And uh, I went to my room and I was like, fine, I'll just go to sleep then. And um, so I went to sleep and I was asleep. And my mom comes in, she goes, and I'm sick and tired of you throwing your stuff in your room. And I looked over to her, I was like, huh? And she was like, weren't you throwing things in here? I heard you slamming things. I was like, well, no, because I've been asleep this whole time. She looked at me and, and the fear in her face, like she knew something, something. And after that, she kind of was more open to what I was feeling and stuff. But um, yeah, that was that was intense time yeah so always like right before i would go to sleep i guess the stillness the calmness the all of that kind of uh happens and i have like i said in, in previous episodes uh dreams are another big thing i would say remote viewing channeling people and then probably dream stuff i get a lot of premonition dreams i've had instances where i could feel myself getting slammed back into my body definitely definitely stuff like that very conscious of my dreams i get a lot of messages that way um a good a good example is uh, a kind of cool example this wasn't scary but i had a dream i was it's 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 weird but it makes sense i had a dream my mom was cutting chicken cutlets right which is in my family like a delicacy like it it we have chicken cutlets repeatedly because my family is italian and and chicken cutlets are just a thing. And so my mom was cutting the chicken cutlet. And then she goes, Megan, Megan, come over here. And then, so in the dream, I go over and I start cutting the chicken cutlets. And then I see my sister, she comes over. And uh, she, in real life, is living in another state. And she had come over to visit. And she goes, oh my gosh, what are you making? And I said, chicken cutlets, you want it? And she's like, yeah. And I start feeding her like chicken cutlets. And I keep feeding her and feeding her like chicken cutlets. She keeps eating chicken cutlets. And I didn't understand that. I thought that was weird. I was like, what is that supposed to mean? Long story short, I found out that chicken represents fertility. And my mom passing me the chicken cutlet, which is technically chicken, but like how our family, like because our lineage is Italian, so chicken cutlet is you know significant to our lineage and so she handed me the chicken cutlets which is i was the first one to get pregnant in our family our son is like the first in the i forgot whatever the generation is but of my mom and so then i handed my sister because she was the next one to get pregnant she got pregnant i think it was like a week after i had that dream that she said she got pregnant so dreams are Dreams are very big for me. Um, and I started actually wearing protection with dreaming because I, I literally, I feel like I astral project all over the place. And sometimes you can have things that mess with you when you sleep. And one of my biggest fears is sleep paralysis and having something sit on top of me. Um, another dream situation, this one was a bit scarier. I talk about this all the time in previous episodes, but I had the dream where I thought it was my grandma. It wasn't my grandma. And she screamed at me. I will slay you and it sounded like I, I heard it in the in in the room itself. So yeah, the dreams are really big. Um I've seen deceased, you know, family members in dreams. A lot of the dream messages resonate. And I do encourage that if you are going through your own spiritual awakening and your own embracing of abilities, you keep a dream journal next to you and pay attention to your dreams. 
Um, remembering your dreams is extremely important. And for me, I don't remember my dreams every night, but I do know when I do remember them, they are important. And you have to look beneath the surface because sometimes not everything, the message is clear. You have to kind of puzzle piece it together. I know at the very beginning, I do, I still do it some sometimes now, but I would get uh, visions of places we would go uh, investigate. It's super important to, it's super important, especially starting out, especially if you're embracing and you're taking a paranormal investigating kind of like approach to it. That's something that you're doing as a hobby or something that you want to do. Make sure you keep a notebook with you. It's important. So sometimes there's been times where I've gotten messages and it didn't resonate till like two weeks later. And I was able to go back and look at it. And I even enjoy now, like going back and looking at my messages and, and stuff like that. And I, and I also feel like, Another important thing is your connections. So on your spiritual journey or when you're embracing your abilities, the connections you make are extremely important. Um, teachers you pick up, mentors, things like that. And don't be afraid to ask people like anybody that want, has a question about abilities or wants more clarification on something. Do not hesitate to message me if you have a question, maybe even about uh, an entity. You know, I don't I don't charge to not necessarily read people. I don't really do the the whole reading thing and um, all of that. But if you have a question and you want me to look at something for you and see what I get from it or um, something like that, I'm more than happy. And like I said, I don't, I, me personally, I don't charge because uh, I don't know. I just don't, do, <laughs> I just don't. Um, so if anybody out there wants any help or questions, you know, don't, feel free to message either. You could do, I have a separate page aside from Hidden in the Shadows that is more of my like personal professional page, I guess I should say. You can message me on there. You can message me on the Hidden in the Shadows podcast. and all. I'm normally the one that handles social media. So I will answer that. And also um, another thing that I always get asked about is I always talk about music for me and like this kind of ties in with meditation a little bit how I started meditation is obviously I wanted to meet my spirit guides that's a big thing they're kind of like your bodyguards mixed in with your kind of like your your guides kind of showing you on what path to take obviously guides in the name so it makes sense but your spirit guides are definitely important and it's definitely one of the first steps so protection and then meditation with meeting your spirit guides I feel like is is important and uh, some people they have three some people they have two sometimes the spirit guides come in and out of different periods of life Um, like I have one specific guide that stood with me even when I was a kid I remember seeing him so definitely recommend going on YouTube and just googling uh, meet with your spirit guides I believe it is I think I might actually link it in our link tree so you guys can have a direct link if you guys want to start that out I would start there and then uh I kind of go into different meditations for me sometimes it's just music just music that that works not even the meditation music i mean the meditation music helps i notice with myself binaural beats or by i always say it wrong i say words wrong i'm sorry <laughs> beats that help me out a lot i think in two i've heard not white noise but brown noise helps me a lot too it helps me calm myself because like i said i do have a very 
think about everything. I, I worry a lot on things. Uh, so I tend to constantly go, 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 go. And then obviously with protection, you know, keeping up a routine as far as cleansing your own energy. And I feel like that's important when you go on investigations because uh, you don't want to bring anything back because, you know, like you're kind of going to a place and kind of looking to connect and looking to to see what's on the other side. So uh, you just got to be careful with what you bring back. And like I said, we're fortunate to have Isaac and even Mike can push back a little bit on stuff and it makes it easier at locations because I'm not worried about feeling like I'm going to throw up from energy overload in terms of something dark. I've I've known some psychics that have had that issue. I talked to a psychic that actually throws up because of dark stuff. And so if there's a dark entity there, what? So, <laughs> I mean, you know, don't want that. So, um, like I said, it's, it's good thing that Isaac's around. Um, it helps me concentrate more on, uh, helping anybody that needs to cross. Um, and that's one thing too, for me, one of my personal things is I am huge on free will. Um, I feel like us as humans, that's one thing that we're given is free will and making our own kind of decisions. And a lot of the times to, you know, spirit doesn't want to cross. If it wants to stay there, then I don't make it cross. You can't make somebody cross. You just can't. I don't believe in it. I don't think that that you can because that's someone else's judgment. That's someone else's. Um, I did find an interesting article recently that I thought I'd show this little tidbit with you guys um, before I end the episode because I'm talking and I'm rambling and I know you guys are probably like, oh my God, in the episode. But I found out reasons why spirits tend to stay behind, which is kind of like something that I've already kind of conjured in my head, kind of already knew from talking to people. But I thought it was interesting and I thought I'd kind of like share it with you guys. And I I love to research about like the other side. And that's the thing is like literally be a sponge. Soak up as much information. Talk to as many people as you can. Like I said, connections are so important, especially when you're embracing your abilities and and going forward. Um, some of my best friends start started out as just people asking questions on the podcast, and then they ended up being my best friends. So funny enough, one of the things that I found on it was a guy. He was a shaman. He's a shaman, and he's super trained in removing negative entities from people. And one of the things, uh, articles, he talks about ideas or reasons why spirits may not cross. Uh, I found it super interesting, so I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, confusion, fear of the unknown, what's on the other side, obviously unfinished business, revenge, fear-based religious beliefs, so fear of being sent to hell or being judged, uh, too much attachment to the physical body or the physical realm, the inability to let go of themselves or this world, and obviously to watch over family and friends. So those are reasons why they believe or they've researched over the 19 years that he has been doing this, reasons why spirits stayed behind. And, and that's also resonated with me because I feel like a lot of that I've witnessed at locations. So just in case anybody's embracing their abilities out there and is trying to help spirits at locations or trying to figure out some stuff, that's an interesting blurb, I should say, that was actually written down that makes sense of why spirits. I know personally with me after reading that, I'm going to try and take that and figure out at locations which one of those and see if I can help anybody from that move forward. Crossing people over real quick before we and I, I end the episode. Um, crossing people over 
is definitely something that I hate saying this, but is this the truth? It's a magical feeling. You get a very like blissful feeling from it. Very butterfly, like warm hug all over you, like that that kind of feeling. I remember the first person I ever crossed. Uh, I ended up crying. <laughs> yeah, I felt so. It was a it was a kid spirit, and weeks before we went to this investigation. I had visions of reading to this kid and I was like, oh, wow. And we go and it was at the the Webb Memorial Library. I've talked about it a couple of times on the different episodes. Uh, I immediately got pulled into the kid's room and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with this vision. And so I asked anybody, you know, hey, any any kids here that would like me to read to them? You know, I'm a mom. I have a son you know, I'll read to you. We started hearing stuff. We started hearing knocks and stuff. So I said, okay, well, you got to pick out the book. You got to pick out the book you want me to read. And all of a sudden this book flew out. Well, no, no. First was the knock and it was by a sign that said read. And I said, okay, well then, you know, you got to pick out a book. Like, come on now, like pick out a book. Right. And so, um, this book came out about this robot that Every it was stuck in the shop and nobody wanted it until this little boy came by and at the end of the story the boy uh, the row was like I finally found a home and I was reading to this little boy and I could feel like the little boy presence you know he was kind of like hopping around and as soon as we got to the end and it was like finally found a home I, I felt just like a burst of emotion and uh and I had never read this book. I had no clue that this was the ending. The spirit box went off and it said light angel. And you could feel like the lift of him like leaving. Yeah. And it, it was, it was insane. I remember I cried because it resonated with the little boy, you know, like the robot not being able to find. And it's crazy how stuff like that happens. And that's kind of the cool part of embracing your abilities and and something that I enjoy a lot. I, in terms of, of giving people readings and stuff like that, I feel like everybody has their own kind of like path that they take their abilities with. And for me, I don't think the path is for me to like, you know, like give readings, like past life readings and stuff like that like if somebody asks me i'll tell you like what i get i have no you know if, if you feel like you need something i'll tell you but i just feel like my my path is is different so yeah I, i'm not quite sure exactly what that path is yet um i guess i will figure it out the more we investigate which i'm excited to do and if you guys want a, a mini series about me specifically talking about like my abilities, my journeys as we're investigating and stuff like that. Hopefully we're going to do some videos. I'm hoping um, since everybody kind of on our team has some sort of ability in some way, shape or form, hopefully we can kind of give you guys like an ability standpoint on what we do. I know when we do the Halloween episode, definitely kind of want to show you what we do in action so you could see it. And it's, it's very cool. And you know, I'm very proud of our team and how we work together because everybody's ability works different. Isaac approaches his ability in a different way. I approach mine in a different way. Megan, same way, different, you know, different way. And Mike in a different way. And we all work together to try and cleanse as much as the area as we can, you know, get all the muck out, as I should say, all the tar that are in locations. And then that's the thing I, I always say this, but I kind of do want to touch on before I finally end the episode. I know I've said that like three times, but 
And that's the thing that sometimes some people get not upset, I would say kind of upset about is, you know, with Isaac's ability, taking dark things off the plane, they don't think it's right. They don't think that that should happen, that that dark stuff should be able to stay at these locations. But Isaac is taking off things that would potentially harm or attach onto any of our uh, any of the teammates or anybody that goes to the location just to go to the location. So most of the things that he takes are the ones that will scratch you, that will make you feel depressed, that will put intrusive thoughts in your head, that will that could even be keeping some of the spirits there and f- just feeding off of them, not allowing the spirits, the the good ones to cross over. You know, you know, our goal, I feel like as a team, our goal first is paranormal healing. And then second is paranormal investigation. Like we want to cleanse the area. Like if you had to choose, if we had to choose between cleansing and paranormal investigating, it would be cleansing because, uh, you know, we want to leave the area better than what we found it and give those people the opportunity to move on if they want to move on because sometimes with people it's just a fear you know a lot of things it's it's fear-based and once you get past that fear it is it's a whole new world you just gotta get you gotta barrel through it to the end and and some of those people just want their their stories crossed or stories crossed stories told and I hope that gives you guys a little bit of insight into my thinkings and and how I kind of approach my abilities. I know this was a long episode, longer than I anticipated, but apparently I like to talk. And once I got my feet wet by myself, I, you know, started taking off. So, <laughs> so I hope uh, you guys listening, you know, find some comfort in what I'm saying and and stuff and if you want me to make more of these where i talk more about my abilities and if there's a specific subject that you want me to talk about like maybe just on remote viewing or just on clear audience or just on um dark attachments or stuff like that i'd be more than happy to do it like i said this has been like a year <laughs> trying to make this and i've had multiple people message me and say like hey can you do that can you do that but it just didn't feel like the right time um i know i've mentioned it even about starting a series called the awakened series where i dive into this more but uh it just didn't feel like the right time for whatever reason and tonight out of all nights it just felt right so I went with it. Uh, but as always, you guys can message us if you have any paranormal questions, if you have any paranormal problems that you need some clarification on, if you have any questions um, about abilities, if you want to even tell us your paranormal experiences. I like hearing experiences from people. Uh, I know one thing that we're going to try and incorporate towards the end of the year into the new year is we're trying to gather enough experience stories of different things but that are similar so that we can put episodes together that group specific paranormal encounters. Like uh, I've, I've got a handful of paranormal encounters that happened. Like they, these people would hear ice cream truck sounds or like carousel sounds and then something paranormal would happen, which I found that interesting. And, you know, one of our goals when we started the podcast was to give people, create a safe space for people to talk about these things and then also to kind of bring what's hidden in the shadows into the light so that, you know, it's more talked about and more accepted and, and more out there. 
Um, so that's something we're kind of looking forward to and kind of going to do. So yeah, if you experience, um, we did set up something. I will put the link in our bio and our link tree so you can click it, but you can actually voice message your paranormal experiences to us. So leave us a voice message if you prefer that. And if you want, we can even play it on an episode. So yeah, and you can always stay anonymous. Like we have some people that want to stay anonymous and that is totally fine. And yeah, so our schedule is actually, when you guys are hearing this, I'll have an updated schedule on Instagram, but we had to switch some things around. We also had to switch the location of our Halloween episode, so that's always fun. So we had a, we were having a little bit of a hectic October, but that's okay. Everything is peachy. Everything is good. So I will post a new schedule um, of upcoming things on our Instagram. And yeah, you can always catch us on our social medias. Um, you can email your paranormal stories at hidden in the shadows podcast at gmail.com. We have a website at hidden in the shadows podcast. No, I, yeah, I said it right. Sorry. Uh, Isaac's probably listening to this or he's going to listen to this and be like, oh my God, you messed up the outro. But yeah, so you can um, find us at on TikTok at Hidden in the Podcast 2. Um, that's the actual name. I don't know who's got Podcast 1. <laughs> um, but uh, Twitter at Hidden in the Shaw 6. <laughs> Sorry, these names i don't know why they they auto they auto generated i have no control and then um obviously instagram hidden in the shadows podcast and then hidden in the shadows podcast on facebook um and we have a little group thing over there if you want to be part of that and yeah so we'll catch your readers in the next one yeah how do i stop this <laughs>